0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. Devil's Digest, huh? I'm Catholic, now I'm a Christian. Watch out for the devil. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, let's get right into our Week 3 takeaways. Trey, what what
2: did you see this past weekend? I'm going to start out with Oregon. So, don't write the Ducks off just yet. You know, once once they got hammered by Georgia in in the first week, I think a lot of people just said they're inferior and kind of left them for dead, but but Georgia obviously looks pretty freaking good again and and the Ducks not bad. they got a nice Yeah. The Ducks got a nice resounding victory over number 12 BYU this weekend, 41 to 20. Bo Nix led the offense to over 400 yards. Uh, on what is a pretty good b y u defense, so looking ahead if if they're able to get by Washington State this weekend, the schedule sets up very favorably for them until about mid November.
1: yeah, that was uh i mean that was great for for Oregon fans, but my thought after watching that blowout was, holy crap georgia is it's incredible yeah, like, how, oh did my they, how did they make this team look so bad? um uh, so yep. Uh, all right, my uh, first takeaway is I have two very important announcements. The first quarter of the season awards, I've got your first quarter Heisman winner, Jalen Daniels, quarterback of Kansas. Nice. Leads- uh, as Leads- expected. Yep, exactly. Leads the nation in QBR. And your first quarter coach of the year, Lance Leipold, also of Kansas.
0: Yeah, he deserves it. it. Two good wins. It's cr-
1: really good. Jayhawks won at Houston, 48-30. to 30. To go 3-0 on the season. And like you say, Ryan, it's not, it's not a, a crappy schedule 3-0. They've yeah. played some actual decent teams in West Virginia you know, at, at West Virginia, at Houston. That's not bad. And so this team is legitimately average. FPI has them 51st. Sagarin has them 48th. Legitimately SP... average. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> given what they've been Wait, for yeah. a, more than I know, a decade. This is but, funny. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's it's just it's not smoke and mirrors. It doesn't appear to be. Like they're actually crazy dramatically improved they're one of the
0: top half teams in the country it seems
1: like they very well might be sp plus has them 81st but mm. they're kind of the Still outlier up, yeah, yeah that's and there's that's a huge improvement from from what they've been and all those rankings are are with priors yeah. heavily baked in weighing them down which there's a reason we put in priors they make predictions more accurate but just it just goes to show that their actual performance so far this year has been like at a top 15 level to, to bring their yeah their ranking up so they're they're playing great and they've got a, a
0: realistic chance to make a bowl that would be awesome good for the Jayhawks we'll, t- we'll take your coach <laughs> uh, <Yeah. he's laughs> life hold with each passing week is uh yeah. is becoming very intriguing to Nebraska fans yeah, exactly <laughs> nice right all right uh next one we got is uh the I'm going to go with Texas. Um, they beat a good UTSA team handily, 41 to 20. Um, they ran the ball extremely well, rushing for nearly 300 yards. Bijan Robinson had a big day. Hudson Card was solid, filling in for Quinn Ewers. Um, and the defense through three games seems to be improved from last year, which was obviously a, a big concern. But Pete Kwiatkowski seems to have them better in year two. You just, I think you have to be impressed with them through all their games. Um, they've obviously. Lost by one point to Alabama, taking care of business. The other two games against this one against a U- solid UTSA team that has a really good offense, and they they did a good job against Frank Harris and company. So I'm I've been impressed with the Longhorns. I think uh, so far you got to be happy with what you've seen if if you're a Longhorn fan.
2: Yeah, I agree that was a that was a good win considering the letdown spot they were in. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go back to the Pac-12 with Washington. Um, speaking of Coach of the Year. Caleb DeBoer would at least be in the running. um, And and Michael Penix in in the Heisman. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, these Huskies look completely different than last year. Penix and the offense have been outstanding. Just put a hurting on Michigan state 39, 28, where the Huskies, they dominated more than that. That score indicated Penix threw for almost 400 yards, four touchdowns. McMillan and Polk have been terrific on the outside. You know, Because the last few years, the Huskies haven't had an offense to match, you know, the stronger defense, but now they do, and they can throw their hat in the ring for the race for the Pac-12 title this year now. For sure.
1: Yeah. It was a a good weekend overall for for the top teams in the the Pac-12. Yeah, Oregon, Washington, USC. Yep. All right. Uh, Going over to the S- Utah. Yeah. What did they do this past weekend again? Dominated SDSU. okay. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank goodness, because- uh, there was a, a Utah student who threatened to detonate a nuclear <laughs> a nuclear R- reactor light? or something if, if oh. Utah didn't beat SDSU. So really, <laughs> we avoided disaster there. Wow. Um, couple of SEC teams. Speaking of avoiding disaster, did just so. Arkansas was down oh. ten in the fourth quarter against Bobby Petrino's Missouri State. Crazy. Not a good performance from Arkansas, particularly their pass defense. Jason Shelley, familiar name. Speaking of yeah. Utah, had a big game through the air but uh but Arkansas responded with three touchdowns in the fourth quarter including a punt return to end up winning 38-27 overall Arkansas was the better team in the game just struggled with turnovers so not like a not massively concerning but Florida's game I would say is massively Oof. concerning cuz they got outplayed by South Florida uh South Florida should have won that and they were driving at the end of the game South Florida was to potentially win or at least tie with a field goal and their drive was (laughs) stalled by a bad snap which put them you know of course kind of killed the drive and put them in a longer field goal situation but they still had a chance uh until the holder kind of botched the snap and i don't remember if it was a bad snap or the holder botched it or
2: the holder but it was like it was an incredible kick considering the ball was like sideways when he kicked it (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah but no good, uh-huh. and Florida hung yeah. on for the win, but uh but yeah, two bad performances for Florida after
0: after the opener against Utah where we thought, wow, Florida's good. yeah, we'll see. it's gonna be some ups and downs for them this year. Mm-hmm. They'll have some more ups all right, um uh, my second one is uh NC state. um they had a good twenty seven fourteen win over uh, looking like a decent Texas tech team um who had just beaten Houston. Um, The offense and quarterback Devin Leary still aren't firing on all cylinders, which is a bit of a concern and a surprise, Um, but they're winning Um, and, you know, they're doing it with their really good defense. So, you know, this coming week, hopefully they'll get um, more of a rhythm going with that offense because they play UConn, uh, which, so after that, they'll be 4-0. That sets up the big game for them um, at Clemson after that. So hopefully they get one more game to get right with that offense and then kind of get ready to go for Clemson. But I just feel like, after what we saw against East Carolina and just a little bit slow start, that people are kind of jumping off the you know the, the bandwagon here for NC State, but they yeah. still got a really really good D. They don't need to be elite on offense for this team to compete for an ACC title. So I mean they can that defense is, can shut down Clemson's offense, and their offense doesn't have to do a ton to beat them. So you know I, I think people are, should uh, still pay attention to the Wolfpack here. That that should be a, a pretty low total, I would imagine, in the oh, <laughs> state game.
1: Yeah, Not not yeah. Rutgers-Iowa low this weekend. Like 34.5 <laughs>
2: or something like that? Yeah, it's so the this. lowest
1: total. Like, everyone's looking through their databases. It's the lowest
2: FBS total that anyone can find ever. The, <laughs> wow. The punt-off. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. Um, Alright, my last takeaway is on the Texas A&M-Miami game. The Aggies got the win 17-9, to but it, it Again, it wasn't a work of art. They switched from Haynes King to Max Johnson, but you know he just put up some pedestrian numbers. The Aggies relied on on some quality plays from from Devin A. Chain, uh, a Miami muff punt, and then their strong defense. Uh, they were actually outgained, three ninety two to two sixty four. And one of our one of our patrons, James, pointed out a tweet from from Matt Brown saying Miami is the first team since at least two thousand to have 27 or more first downs and not score a touchdown. So Ooh. they were they were moving the ball. They just could yeah. not capitalize. That is a lot uh, of first downs. Yeah. So, you know, overall, we're still trying to figure out what Miami is. They haven't really played anyone until this weekend. Now, going forward, they're not going to have to face a great defense every week in, in the ACC. So I'm I'm interested, really interested to see how the offense ends up looking with Gaddis because that was kind of one of our concerns going into the year. So we'll see yeah. how that comes about the next few weeks and then the aggies credit to them for a quality win but that that poor offense they can't let it become a theme otherwise they're going to struggle in sec play Yep.
1: Yeah. but man yeah that crystal ball gaddis offense so far is is not super promising maybe it's they just don't have the guys that receiver but it just kind of feels like a justin justin herbert situation that that crystal had at oregon where you've got this really yeah. talented quarterback but it just wasn't working don't
0: have, yeah
1: um okay let's see i've got my last takeaway is that a few coaches are in major trouble so we got brian harson at auburn of course they got blown out at home by penn state 41 to 12 odds seem extremely low that he can dig himself (laughs) out of this uh team isn't good the boosters want him gone now of course i would think all the fans want him gone as well so we'll see what happens jeff collins georgia tech they lost 42 to nothing against ole miss he i would say i would Maybe even be slightly more confident is is gone. Well, I'm they're, they're pretty confident both of them are gone. Yeah, I guess equal. Yeah, equal. But but uh, his buyout drops by over three million in January, and apparently they're not in a good situation financially. But I just I don't think you can afford to wait that long. Like I, I think no, yeah,
2: January is late. Yeah, that's, that's too way much. too late.
1: So uh, could be any week now. I'm sure for him, Neil Brown at West Virginia. Now we're you know starting to get uh, you know Neil Brown is not dead in the water, but uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah, a lot more hope than those first two guys. But he is under 500 in his career there. They lost to Kansas a couple weeks ago. Big game against Virginia Tech this week. They, yeah. If they lose, Gotta win be, that one. they would be 1-3 with only Big 12 games remaining. And all of those Big 12 games are – I mean, they would be an underdog in well, – Wait, yeah, they already played Kansas. Maybe all of them. They already played Kansas and lost. Yeah. yeah. So I think they At would home. likely be an underdog in all of them. Um, Texas Tech, I don't know where they play them, but, you know. I'm not sure yeah but anyway but anywho yeah uh and then the last coach i'll bring up carl Durrell at colorado colorado oh. is extremely oh my bad gosh. horrendous oh and three getting blown out by tcu air force in minnesota completely blown out there's a chance they go oh and 12 so i i don't know how yeah. you keep Durrell if if it's anything close beat? to that <laughs> I mean, no i don't bet i mean i yeah. think they They're, got
2: do they have colorado state coming up that's like their best shot <laughs> oh that would oh do they be do they play
1: colorado state
0: okay
2: I want to s- maybe I'm well, they maybe play TCU I'm, I'm Air wrong.
0: Force and who would, there was in Minnesota so no they don't yeah oh, they're, they don't. they're all done oh, with okay. non-conference yeah yeah so just Pac-12 oh, wow, playing. oh wow so nobody else yeah Pac-12 is that bad maybe maybe Arizona State they're, oh home up they're, they're home to Arizona State so there's there's okay. a chance yeah, yeah. home to yeah. Cal so maybe they'll get a win yeah but I mean not yeah. much more than that no yeah. no um well okay uh my last one I'm uh, Penn State man they're good uh they're sitting at three and zero right now dominating auburn like michael just mentioned 41 to 12 um you know they they have some some really good wins too they they won at purdue which is a solid one And i know auburn was after this game doesn't look all that great but you know still a good win to go down yeah and win uh, on the road at auburn um and it was just good to see their running game uh yeah. seeming seemingly improved they that was a huge question for them going into this year and kind of de- their season depended on it um, but they ran all over Auburn 245 yards and five touchdowns defense was awesome sacking the Auburn's quarterbacks six times getting a couple interceptions next two weeks they got Central Michigan and Northwestern they both come to Happy Valley so most likely will be 5-0 heading into a bye week and then they play at Michigan October 15th so that would could be set up for, for an awesome huge game there That w- yeah it will be
2: awesome Nice. Did you guys see the hit that, that the Auburn guy hit on Clifford? <laughs> no, I didn't Ow. see that. Ow. Oh, my gosh. Clifford, you got to watch, go to YouTube or whatever. Clifford was <laughs> yeah. on the run, and he just got drilled and fumbled, but it went out of bounds. But it was a <laughs> one of the biggest it was hits an awkward. A
0: quarterback. It was an awkward kind of looking hit, too.
1: Oh, I don't know how I missed that. Um, all right, well, let's uh, move on to the coaching carousel. There is a coach who I, I think is even in more trouble than the four guys I mentioned, Herm
0: Edwards, because <laughs> mm. he's fired. He got fired in the end zone.
2: Well, nah, that <laughs> was a rumor. Yeah, a rumor. <laughs> It was is, fake it, news,
0: dude. It didn't. It, did, it, it kind of did look like
1: it, though. You know, like it did. It, it did. I'm, but they clarified after. Anyway, yeah, well, he. Sure uh, he so yeah, Herm Edwards gone at Arizona State. It's kind of funny because that was a hire when it happened everyone thought it was horrendous and then the first like year or two or three we're like oh, okay then yeah. you know he's he's doing Pretty fine good. and then it went down crashed fast. So there
2: are a million names for this one. what what are your thoughts? Any candidates that you like? I guess and now looking back though I did kind of it was kind of surprising they they wheeled him back um just considering the the yeah. lingering NCAA investigation. Yeah. The exit yeah. The, yeah. the transfer portal players leaving all him the other coaches crazy. gone. Recruiting, leaving. yeah, it was kind of odd that they rolled him back, yeah. but whatever. Um Yeah, the, some names. Uh It seems like there are a lot more names than I've seen. Like for the Nebraska, than for the Nebraska yeah, job, yeah, ton like, of names. Y- you could go any which way on this. I'll say a few: Uh Tom Herbin, Mike Norvell, just because he was at oh, Arizona that, State's that's program. Dumb.
1: What that that's I know, no, right? but that's Florida State, State just
2: loses out or something. That's you know? what I'm saying. I'm just okay
1: if he gets fired. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Then, yeah. No, he's not going to leave for ASU. Okay. Believe right. me. Yeah. Right.
2: I, I get that. I'm just, he's one of the names. You know, you got it. He was in the program. If Florida State sucks, uh, but not that I'm saying that's going to happen. Uh, Brian Harson, he could yeah. obviously get the boot from there with the West Coast. And then the last two, I'll say Kalani Sataki, done great in the area at BYU. And then Alex Grinch, if they're looking for maybe a potential up and comer. Yeah. I, it's just crazy. You look on all the names that are getting
0: tossed out. Every name. Is getting talked. Cliff Kingsbury is out there. If, <laughs> it's possible if, if he doesn't do well in Arizona this year that the, he can yeah. get the boot and stay in state and go to go to ASU. Uh, I like the Tom Herman one. I don't know if, why, but that one seems to to me to make a lot of sense.
1: The other thing though is it, both it really reminds you a little bit of Kevin Sumlin, but well, the, uh,
0: they're two different guys. Eh, so yeah, you know, no, I think Herman.
1: I think he's a pretty good coach. So I, I, I don't. I, I, don't I hate think it, it
0: would make a good a good fit for both for both sides. I think. But um, what about Dan Mullen? Yeah, Dan Mullen's name's out there. Todd Munkin, George Offens coordinator, Hugh Freeze. I'm not sure if they're gonna go that route, but yeah, I don't know. What what what's what's prime time gonna do? Dion, yeah, man. see that. Like, if I'm ASU, take a shot. Why not, like, dude? He's killing it, and there's no reason ASU couldn't recruit
2: well. Like, yeah. Oh and, yeah, and especially with Dion Sanders would. And Kill the other it.
1: thing is, it's not just a sideshow hire because Dion is actually—I mean, of course, if he yeah. wasn't Dion, he wouldn't be a candidate for this yeah. level of job. But he's actually doing really well at Jackson State. It's—it's it's not just
0: you know a big yeah. name. He's proven himself, and he's—he's he's recruiting well. Good team. Uh, I think that would be good. So I don't know. There's some there's some good names out there. Um, what's the other one? Maybe last one I didn't see was uh, Jonathan Smith, but I'm not sure if he would leave Oregon State for ASU. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a big it'll enough be jump, a tough one, but. Yeah, for for him
1: being at his alma mater, yeah. yeah, Let's see, Jamie Chadwell, of course, is always a candidate. Jeff Lebby at OU, uh, Sean Lewis at Kent State. There's yeah, anyone you name, like because they can go coordinator, they can go G five head coach, they can even go a a top FCS head coach. You know who knows? So uh, we'll see. But let's uh, move on to week four. Get into our bets here, Ryan. Start us out with huge
0: game as we mentioned. Huge for game, Neil Brown. The, for the Virginia area, we got um, West Virginia as favorite two on the road at Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech got on back on track a little bit at least, uh, winning two in a row after dropping um, their season opener to season opener to Old Dominion. Um, but I think West Virginia is just the better team here. I know they've they've lost a couple of games, but both were you know close games against Pitt. And Kansas, who we've already mentioned, is actually legitimately average this year. <laughs> so it's it's not those are those are those are two all right teams, and I don't. So I just think that um, with Grant Wells at quarterback for Virginia Tech, I you're bound to have at least a couple of interceptions. West Virginia's competent. I think they got the big quarterback advantage there with JT Daniels for for them. So I, I like West Virginia here.
2: All right, moving over to Friday, Virginia. At Syracuse, Syracuse is favored 9. And it's one of those games where I say to myself, I don't think Syracuse should be favored 9 over an ACC opponent, but I'm biting on them here. I'm taking the orange at home. They won a wild game against an even better offense in Purdue last week. Actually held Aiden O'Connell and the Boilermakers in check for most of the game until that crazy fourth quarter. And, and Virginia and Brent Armstrong, they haven't been as explosive as, as you would have thought. They had to kick a field goal the last play of the game to beat Old Dominion last week. Only put up 16 points. They put up three the week before at Illinois. So taking the orange, we'll see if ton, Sean Tucker can be pleased with his performance this time.
1: I hope so. I, I hate to see him yeah. not pleased. Yes. Moving on <laughs> to Saturday, we have Maryland at Michigan. Michigan finally plays a, a, a real <laughs> team apologies to hawaii colorado state and yukon but michigan's favored 16 and a half here i'm gonna lay those points i I know michigan has not played anybody but i i just i kind of believe in this team i I think right now they would probably be my fourth best team in the country jj mccarthy i think could have a big breakout game here um i think they'll they'll take more deep shots with him and kind of open up the offense rather than play it conservative and defensively we'll see this will kind of tell us a lot about about Michigan. Yeah. I'm I'm optimistic about the defense, but we we still don't know after some of the big pieces they lost last year. So, um if you know, if, if they can get a pass rush, that would that would tell us a lot because if you can pressure Talia, it might get ugly and uh would just tell us that, you know, they yes, they miss um Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson, Ajabo,
0: but you know, they're still okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they have a lot of other guys that are still good players. So, I'd probably lean that way too. I think Michigan will will, will beat them up pretty good. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next game here. We got Clemson, their favorite, a
2: touchdown um, at Wake Forest. Uh, what do you think here, Trey? I'm gonna go with the Demon Deacons. Uh, I know the defense is a bit of a liability. Just gave up 36 to Liberty, but I'm just not overly confident in Clemson. Clemson's offense totally exploiting it. Uh, If you look solely at the scores, you would think Clemson has been pretty dominant, but against a bad Georgia Tech team, it was only 24-10, halfway through the fourth. Against Furman, they only put up 35 and 376 yards when they were favored by 45. And then against Louisiana Tech last week, it was 34-20 in the middle of the fourth. So DJU still hasn't shown enough to me that he could dominate the ACC I think Sam Hartman can generate enough offense against that great Clemson defense to at least keep it within the seven.
1: Disagree. 100%. You're wrong. I'm going the other way. Uh, right. No, I, I like Clemson. Uh, last year, even, even with a bad offense, they were able to to blow out Wake Forest, and I just don't think Wake's defense has the ability to, to take advantage of this questionable Clemson offense. I think Clemson will be able to run it really well on the ground, and... Wake Forest's offense, I think, could struggle. They haven't been able to run the ball very well, even against Vandy and Liberty. So Clemson, with their insane defensive line, with Brian Brzee back, might completely shut down the, the Wake running game and put it all on the the arm of Hartman, which is good. And he's you know he's got A.T. Perry to throw to a good receiving core. But I don't know. Against one of the best defenses in the country, you'd like them to be more multiple. And Wake, just in general, hasn't had a ton of success against Clemson's defense. So I want to make Clemson lock of the week Ooh.
0: well play that sound again michael because we You're got locked. double lock situation here baby. Oh. Yeah, I'm all the, <laughs> your 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 line of thinking was pretty much exactly like almost word for word what i was gonna say about this matchup so i won't even repeat it all right wow the all
1: double right. lock
0: i like it
2: all right moving on to another fun one baylor at iowa state the cyclones are favored two and a half michael lead us off
1: yeah, this one opened with Baylor as a small favorite, and that would have been uh, an easier pick for me to kind of, you know, go a little against the grain, underrated Iowa State and take those points. Now I'm not quite as confident, but I'll, I'll lay the two and a half still with, with the Cyclones. Uh, we saw this Baylor passing game really struggle against the the one good defense they played in BYU. I just don't yet have confidence in Blake Chapin's receiving core. And I just think, you know, future Nebraska head coach Matt Campbell is is going to get the right. win here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good point, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's funny, though, after, you know, Baylor, I mean, their close loss at BYU was like, oh, OK, that was, that was still a good game, though. You know, that's I'm, I'm encouraged. And then, boom, BYU just gets destroyed by Oregon. You're like, well, not <laughs> yeah. so much. That's, it's, uh-oh, that spells trouble. So, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I like Iowa State here. Hunter Deckers, uh, the new quarterback taken over for Brock Purdy, he doesn't appear to be uh, much of a drop-off at all if maybe yeah. he's actually better you know maybe to push it down the field a little more athletic so uh, Decker's Deck, I, I like him I think he's, he's good uh, Xavier Hutchinson's off to a good start at receiver the offensive line looks a bit better than they were um, and they still have what appears to be a really good defense they just turn them out there now um, so I'm just not sure Baylor's going to be able to move the ball consistently on offense to pull this one out and I don't know. I just I just think the, the clones are actually better
2: on both sides of the ball here. So give me the clones. And just look out this week when you see that they're they're an unranked team. They're favored, but it has yeah. called an upset. upset. So yeah. uh, I do love how Iowa State has seamlessly transitioned. And this game I it I waffled back and forth, not confident, but I'm gonna take the points with Baylor. We don't totally know who they are yet, but maybe they're a better version of Iowa. And the clones, you know, they had a 10-7 game with them. So I didn't really know. I, I'll take the points. Uh, winner of this game, though, could end up being in the mix for the title game at the end of the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could say that about literally any Big 12 game that's happening. <laughs> that's a fair point. It's <laughs> yeah. a fair point. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of, well, we got one Big 12 team here. TCU is minus two at SMU. What are we thinking, Ryan?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I like SMU. Uh, they lost a tough one uh, last time out at Maryland. Um, but no shame in that one. Maryland's a solid team on the road. No problem there with that effort whatsoever. Just couldn't kind of pull it out there in the fourth. TCU, I'm still really unsure about because they've played Colorado, who we've mentioned is terrible, and Tarleton State. Um, and not exactly the the best performance, maybe against Colorado, even. It kind of took them a while to get going. Um, so, you know, I, I like SMU. A home dog, Tanner Mordecai a proven solid quarterback for them. Um, and, and as long as, you know, he doesn't throw a couple of picks like he did at Maryland, I think SMU actually wins this game. So um, I'll, I'll take the, the Mustangs.
2: Nope. TCU's getting the iron skillet. Sonny Dykes facing mm. his old squad, obviously familiar with them. Um, you know, Duggan has looked impressive. I know they haven't played anyone. They're fresh coming off of a buy. SMU, like you mentioned, Ryan, maybe a little tougher, road loss there um so it's gonna i agree it's gonna be tcu's first test to see if their defense really has improved since last year i personally think it has i think they can get enough stops i mean mordecai last week threw a couple picks at maryland so um but 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 all that aside smu's defense hasn't been great giving up a ton of yards on the ground so i could see duggan be able to use his legs kendra miller's been churning out yards i think they can squeak out the win
1: i'm with trey and I, i don't know how much this is worth but well I do know coming off of bye is worth something. I like that. They've had a couple weeks to prepare. And and especially with uh, it being such a big game for Sonny Dykes going up against his former team, you'd think he's definitely preparing. And even before that was Tarleton State. So they've kind of had like three weeks to prepare for this one. And yeah. they're well rested. They're fresh. So uh, yeah, I like I like TCU. SMU is a bit banged up at receiver.
0: Um, so I like TCU to win in a shootout. All righty. Uh, moving on. Next game, we have... A big basketball matchup: Duke at Kansas. Uh, the Jayhawks are favored seven and a half. So a pair of uh, surprising three and O teams, especially Kansas, as we've mentioned, because they've actually played a couple of decent squads: um, West Virginia and Houston. And I- I'm going to take them, the Jayhawks, for that reason. Uh, Duke, to me, is they've just been taking advantage of some poor teams. I haven't beat anybody really with a pulse. Um, so I think the Jays are ba- the Jayhawks are battle tested. Jalen Daniels. Like Michael said, leads the nation in QER. He's awesome, playing really, really well for them. I just think they'll lead them to – he'll lead the Jayhawks to kind of an easy win over over Duke, even though Riley Leonard's done pretty well so far. And, yeah, Mike Elko's doing a good job. I know they haven't had a schedule,
1: but
2: they're still a lot better than we thought. Totally. All right, big one, game day. Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee's favored ten and a half. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gators
0: haven't looked – super great the last couple times out no doubt about it, but they did beat Utah earlier in the year. Um, and then, you know, against Kentucky, I just think Kentucky's got a really good defense on, so you know, I, they were, they were in that game. It was a, it was a tight one and I had no real, no real fault with, uh, you know, losing a kind of tough game to them. Last week was a bit of a head scratcher against South Florida, no doubt about that, but I'm thinking they'll come ready to play here. I think at this point, They've learned Anthony Richardson should not be throwing the ball near thirty times whatsoever in any game if they want to have a a shot. So I could see them having some success on the ground. Renewed effort there. Um, I'm not super confident in it, but I just I'm not trusting Tennessee's defense quite yet to say that um, they're going to be able to distance themselves from a decent team. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take the ten and a half with the Gators. Okay, yeah, that that half point is
1: uh, is nice for you. It was I think ten earlier in the week, but I'll also I'll go with Tennessee. I'll lay the ten and a half just. I just don't like what I've seen from Anthony Richardson the last two weeks. So going yeah. up against one of the best quarterbacks in the country, one of the best offenses in the country, I, I don't, I don't trust them to keep pace. And uh, the I, I will say uh, Cedric Tillman for Tennessee is questionable. So that, that would help Florida's chances. If he's their, their top receiver. But on, on the other side, Ventrell Miller, you know, one of Florida's best defensive players might be out as well. And, you know the way that USF ran on them last weekend when when Miller was out. I think he uh, has a big impact as well. So could be a wash there.
2: All right. Yeah, I'm agreeing with Mike. I'm going to take the Vols as well. I think they're going to force Anthony Richardson to at least try and beat them with his arm. Um, and I think the Vols offense on the other side is it's balanced. Hooker has the big advantage over Richardson. Richardson can can uh, convert some key third downs with his arm and his legs. Rocky Top's going to be electric. I say the Vols cover.
1: Okay, next game is Texas minus six and a half at Texas Tech.
2: Trey, thoughts? I mean, something to watch is is Quinn Ewers has been practicing this week. You know, as as of this recording, we don't know if he's actually going to play, but um, but just something to to keep in mind. I really wanted to take the home dog Red Raiders here, but I am settling on the Longhorns. Uh, The past two games, the Red Raiders offense hasn't been firing. Against Houston, I know they pulled out the win, but Donovan Smith threw three picks, got sacked six times. NC State, he threw two more picks, had four sacks. So I think if the Longhorn defense kind of plays with the same intensity as it has to start the year, they should be able to get to Smith. They had a a key pick six last week uh, against Frank Harris to kind of close that game. And I just, so I'm just not confident in the Red Raiders offense. Their their run defense has been a strength so far, but now they get Bijan Robinson. So they got to, they got to prove it this week. So overall, I just like how the Longhorns bounce back from the Bama heartbreak, beat that good UTSA team. So I'm going to back them in their first big 12 game.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I've, like I said, I, I've been impressed with the Longhorns so far. I think whether it's Hudson Card who filled in totally fine and did, did a solid job or go back to Quinn Ewers, which would be even better. But either either way, I think the Longhorns have the edge here. Um, I love what they're doing on the ground. Uh, the defense has been awesome, well, relatively awesome uh, compared to their expectations. And tech, like you said, man, not not firing, man. That they 14 points at NC State couldn't quite get anything going. Just not, yeah, not something that I'm I'm really high on. So I, I got to go Texas here with the one score game. Got to go Texas. I agree with you guys.
1: I mean, the the Texas Tech defense is definitely better than I thought this year, but that Zach Kitley offense isn't isn't hitting like I, I thought it would, and maybe it was unreasonable yeah. because we knew that the offensive line was very very questionable coming into the year. But I just was like, ah, eh, he'll make it work, and yeah, yeah, Kitley, yeah. So far, it, it hasn't been
0: great. So give yeah. me the horns. All right. Oh, uh, next one we got uh, Notre Dame. Is on the road at North Carolina. North Carolina's favorite a point and a half. I I, I have a hard one with hard time with this one. Uh
1: Ryan Butch Davis isn't coaching there anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sorry, Larry Fedora,
1: Larry Fedora.
2: Larry Fedora. Larry Fedora. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah okay oh <laughs> man i had a, we had a similar uh you know freudian slip or whatever something like that uh, at practice the other day i'll, I'll tell you guys after the pod <laughs> nice but <laughs> all right um yeah
2: <laughs> notre oh, dame right it's just notre dame north <laughs> <laughs> carolina <laughs> I, don't I mean marcus know what freeman
1: is, is coaching there so i get that i get that, I get
0: that. Yeah. good point good yeah, point it's a good call good call <laughs> all right um not sure what to expect here notre dame's offense can they get it going versus uh north carolina's weak defense uh well notre dame's uh <laughs> t- <okay. laughs> that's right <laughs> i'm, no, I'm no, that good, good. Uh, okay well I'm gonna say North Carolina wins this game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you guys could take it from there. I would go with the same. I would say the same thing. I just the
1: Notre Dame offense yeah. is bad right now. I, it's I, so bad. Yeah, it's not yeah, hard for me to yeah. pick them.
2: Pine just doesn't have it. No. no. All right. All right. Fair enough. On to the next game. We need to get get start fresh here. Mm-hmm. Minnesota minus three at Michigan State. I'm not in love with Sparty this year, but I am gonna back them here as a home dog. Minnesota's 3-0, but they haven't played anyone yet. They've put up some gaudy numbers against New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and the previously mentioned Colorado. And and they've been able to do it mostly on the ground behind Mo Ibrahim. Um, I expect Michigan State to make Tanner Morgan beat them with his arm. Even though that's the Spartans' weakness, Morgan hasn't really shown that he's his 2019 self, and they just lost their leading receiver, Chris Ottman Bell, for the year. Uh, the Spartans, they're, they themselves, they're dealing with injuries of their own, which is why I'm not super confident, but I think they're going to respond to their their loss in Seattle and, and cover at home. Apparently, Altman Bell might go for a seventh year. Pretty crazy. Wow. All right. Moving on to
1: Oregon, minus seven at Washington State. I am very horned up for this one. I'm going to take... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? I'm gonna take nothing. <laughs> Washington no. State. <laughs> their uh, their defense was able to hold up pretty well against a very physical Wisconsin team a couple weeks ago. So maybe they'll be be able to do the same against Oregon. And then there's always the chance that we see the bad Bo Nix this week. Maybe it's kind of a week by week thing with with Bo mm-hmm. Nix. Not sure about Wazoo's offense yet. Kind of similar to uh, Texas Tech with they they brought in Zach Kittley. Thought everything would be great. I we thought that would be the case with Wazoo bringing in eric cameron ward <laughs> well yeah cameron ward oh. i forget the offensive coordinator's name eric something anyway his coach and um but i will be interested i mean it's hard to expect him to do much against a really good wisconsin defense oregon's defense is good but i think not quite as good as as wisconsin so maybe he'll uh have a bit better game here but
0: just interested and to see on him the loose man a little different yeah back at home. Uh, up there yep cool all right eric, uh, morris. All right, next eric one. morris just came to me Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Uh, okay. Next one. I got Arkansas at Texas. Well, not out. No, not Arkansas at Texas A and M. This one's being played in Jerry World. Excuse me, Sorry, gentlemen. A uh, and <laughs> is favorite. A and M favorite two. Apology here. accepted. Yeah. You're okay. A and M favorite two. Trey, what do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, neither team comes into this game firing on all cylinders. Uh, as we kind of alluded to earlier, Arkansas was in that four quarter battle with Missouri State. Maybe they're looking ahead, going through the motions. And then A&M, offense just wasn't there, but they beat Miami. Quality win, but just just didn't look visually um, impressive. So I'm going to go with the Razorbacks. I, I just like this matchup for them. The Aggies' best offense is with Devin A. Chain at running back, but he's not getting many lanes. Arkansas, they're seventh in the country at stopping the run so far. Fir- they lead the nation in sacks, so that's not necessarily a healthy recipe for the Aggies. You know, the Razorback secondary has been lit up, but I just don't know if A&M can, can take advantage. And the, on the other side, the Aggies' defense has been great, but I think having a mobile quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, can neutralize some of that. Raheem Sanders has been great on the ground, too. So I'm rolling with the Hogs, and I'm making them my lock of the week.
1: Pig Zoey. All right. Well, I'm going up. I'm going against Trey's lock here. I'm going to go with a and I, I think Max Johnson is is going to end up better than, than Haynes King, and I think we'll get a chance to to maybe see it this game uh, because I think A is going to be better this week than than last because they get some guys back from suspension. I mean, on defense you get Den- Denver Harris at corner, but on offense Evan Stewart and Chris Marshall at receiver. So maybe the passing game can be more explosive and they can kind of unleash Max Johnson a little bit, especially like you said, Trey, against a bad uh, Arkansas pass defense.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with Trey. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Hogs. I don't know. I just. I feel like they're the the more proven team with that with that offense. I trust KJ Jefferson to to be able to come up with some plays that, you know, you just kind of need it. I see this being a low scoring, really, really tough game. And some some one of the quarterbacks is just gonna have to make a play. You know, it just and I, I trust KJ Jefferson at this point to do that. So give me the hugs.
2: All right. Next one, Kansas State at Oklahoma. The Sooners are favored 12-and-a-half. I'm going to go with the chalk Sooners. Uh, I know Kansas State has played Oklahoma tough in the past, and and their defense is playing well. But I've just been underwhelmed by their offense. They just lost at home to Tulane.
0: Who would have thought? They
2: put up ten points. You know, the and the week before they played, they they put up forty on Missouri. But the Tigers had four turnovers, and four of Kansas State's scoring drives started in Missouri territory. So. Adrian Martinez hasn't really been able to move the ball, get the ball downfield as much um, at all. That's Oklahoma's an understatement defensive end the Reggie Grimes game has been terrible. Awesome. Yeah, it has. Uh, I like the matchup for Oklahoma's defensive end Reggie Grimes coming after him. Already has four sacks and a forced fumble. Yeah, they're relying solely on Deuce Vaughn in the ground game. So with Dylan Gabriel playing efficiently, the Sooners' offense seems to be firing. I just the Wildcats are most likely going to be playing from behind, and they're going to need to air it out. So I like the matchup for the Sooners.
1: Okay, next game: Wisconsin at Ohio State. Buckeyes favored nineteen. Kind of a I feel like you don't see nineteen point spreads a lot, but huh. here it is.
0: Yeah, Michael, that's I true. Just, I guess yeah. probably
1: kind of a dead yeah. number. I just, it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's a little awkward. I feel like you're right, though. Thank you. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. That's a lot of points, though, uh, against a, a Wisconsin team that has a really good defense. Um, I know Ohio State just put up 77, but this is not that. not 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 last week. Wisconsin's going to put up a little more, a little more resistance than it was at Toledo. Toledo, I, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I like the Badgers here. I mean, yeah, their offense, eh, not that great, but I don't know. They'll be able to move the ball a little bit. I don't think you know Ohio State's defense is completely lights out so i think they're going to have some opportunities to to run the ball fine and um, Graham mertz has been better he hasn't been amazing but he's been better so i think badgers move it run the ball well and then with their defense they'll be able to at least get some stops against the buckeyes and keep it within 19 to your point about that buckeye defense it's it's uh
1: we kind of learn more each week with the when they played notre dame and kind of shut them down yeah. you thought wow okay this uh, this defense is uh it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then we are learning now that hmm, maybe that's not as impressive as we thought. Notre and now they're saying fire, bad. fire, you
0: no, know, Jim Knowles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
1: like eh, a bit hasty. bit hasty.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Some people way overreact like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. So back to him, it is a lot of points, uh, but I, I'm just not, I'm not going to back Wisconsin right now when I know that Graham Mertz is probably going to be in a position where he needs to throw when they're trailing. Um, obviously they the Badgers are going to try and limit the Buckeye possessions by running Allen, testing that Buckeye front seven. So they, they need success on, on early downs and for, in order for them to have a chance. But I just, I mean, I just saw Washington state able to force some Badger turnovers, make that offense do very little. So I think no matter how good that Badger D is, you, you just can't shut down Ohio state's offense, especially with the receivers now back seemingly at full strength, Stroud's playing confidently. Um, I, I feel like it's kind of a, a square play but i'm taking ohio state i am right
1: there with you trey i think we'll see the the best version of ohio state's offense this weekend with jackson smith and jigba maybe he'll finally have you know now he's fully healthy and kind of back in the swing of things have his uh biggest game of the year also ohio state held a lot of players out on defense uh out with injuries against toledo so you know seems like ryan day was just being cautious uh hopefully get a couple safeties back and we have a, a full strength Buckeye
2: defense, and they're blacking out for their their uniforms. Oh, mm. <laughs> not yeah, not they're like not while, but the but their uniforms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fans will be blacking yeah. out.
0: Oh, absolutely, definitely the Wisconsin no fans. Totally, <laughs> yes. All right, next game we got Michael's uh, USC Trojans. They are favored six on the road at Oregon State, which I'm excited for this one. This is a this is a big game. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is definitely a, a huge game. It would be. As a USC fan, uh, it would be really crazy. I I would not have predicted at all that USC would get through the first four games undefeated. Yeah, you know, because any one of those is losable. Fresno State at Stanford at not Ford. Rice, but not Rice. No, 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 not that one. That's that's true. But the other three. Yeah. Um, I made this line in my head. I just before looking at it, I said USC minus four and a half. And you know, it's six. It's pretty close. It's basically the same thing, but it's a little bigger. So good I'll, job, Michael.
0: Well,
1: I'm job. not. I'm not saying like. i'm not not, not like trying to kick being within one and a half points of a spread is not that impressive i just meant that is my mechanism for picking this it's bigger the spread is slightly larger than i thought so let me go with oregon state and you know i like that oregon state's coming off of a game against montana state so their coaching staffs probably had the last couple weeks to prepare for these trojans i think they'll be able to run the ball extremely well they have a very good offensive line usc's run defense has been pretty bad uh, and Oregon has, or Oregon State, sorry. Oof, wow, that's by the way, that's Weesh. like the, the the surest sign of someone who isn't a fan of college football. They just leave off the state. In state. Like if you're oh, watching yeah. an Oregon yeah. State Michigan game on TV, they're like, "Oh, you're watching Oregon Michigan?" It's like, N- no no i'm not, not. even close uh, no oregon not state even close anyway just exit the room please don't know where i was going but uh yeah i'm taking oregon state maybe and usc's 10-0 in turnovers so maybe they'll just yeah. win the turnover battle 3-0 and and i'll be wrong again but we'll see
2: it, it no i'm i kind of on the same lines as you mike i'm taking the beavers there's no doubting sc's offense anymore they're playing great caleb williams is the man jordan addison and mario williams are are actively involved you know, we have talked a lot about that defense that you mentioned, Mike, and, and specifically your your skepticism against Rice and Stanford, fortunate with pick sixes, interceptions after long drives given up, some fourth and short luck. Uh, and against Fresno State, Jake Hayner went down to injury early in the second half. They were down 21 to 10. Now, obviously, the Trojans were able to dominate the rest of the game without facing one of the better quarterbacks out there. So I still just don't know what the defense is truly like uh jonathan smith's built a tough beaver team you know chance nolan maybe can't match sc score for score but i love that he can hand it to deshaun fenwick he's one of the better backs in the pac 12 so not easy going to corvallis i'll take the home dog i'm going the other way i'm taking these
0: trojans you mentioned oh jake hayner got hurt in the second half there but he wasn't exactly killing it uh against those trojans no. up until that point so i think the trojans kind of had that one still pretty well in hand with with or without hainer and that's a like uh you know the common opponent the beavers right down to the wire uh what they had to complete was that the game where they had to do a two-point conversion to, to win on the road no, touchdown right? they,
1: they, so, they went for it uh with
0: like two seconds oh, well, left right. on fourth or i don't know if it's fourth down but it was the last yeah. play of the game yeah from the yeah, two or three or right. three yeah Yep. Yep. I just remember it came down to that final thing. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. um, USC's offense is just so darn good right now. I mean, they're playing lights, lights out. So yeah, Oregon state probably going to have some success running the ball, but I'm pretty certain that USC is going to have some success throwing the ball over the place uh, against that Oregon state defense. So I'm going to take the Trojans. I think they'll win by a touchdown. So I don't see anything right now to lead me otherwise. All right. I hope you're right. Uh, Let's get to the last game. Stanford at
1: Washington washington is favored 14 i'm going to take the points with the cardinal uh they are going to be without their top running back ej smith but overall i i liked uh their offense they've really only had one opponent so far is is usc and they were moving the ball extremely well in that first half they had the, the wake force slow mesh that they secretly implemented this offseason and it was working um so I, I think they'll be able to hang in there and obviously Washington's going to get their points with Michael Penix and that new Kalen DeBoer offense but I think Stanford can can hang in there enough to get the get the cover but let's close out this episode with a questionable finish Auburn tweeted out the final score of their loss to Penn State but then deleted it and the internet is is pestering them to tweet it out again.
2: What game <laughs> in your college football fandom would you most like to forget? All right, well obviously this is Nebraska themed here for me. I would say the the big Ten title that Nebraska lost seventy to thirty one, in what was that, twenty twelve. They were yeah. favored to go to the Rose Bowl. They had beaten Wisconsin earlier that year and then they just got trucked.
1: Yeah, that was a bad idea. That one. one wasn't great. Fortunately, a lot to choose from. Uh, I'm going to go USC yeah. in 2008 at Oregon State on a Thursday night. USC was number one in the uh, country. Yes. This is my James son. James Rogers? Uh, Jaquiz Rogers, yeah. I'm, oh, James was, Rogers was, was probably okay. on the team as well, but uh, but Jaquiz was yeah. the one that just killed USC on the ground. Um, yeah. Ran for 186 yards, beat the Trojans 27-21. That was USC's only loss that year, and USC finished number one in SP+. Their defense was absolutely insane that year. They gave up 10 or fewer points in 10 of 13 games. So, Jacquez Rogers might have cost USC a national title.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's that's tough. And that was what your sophomore year. Sophomore year, exactly. Tough, tough, tough scene. Uh. Yeah, it did real well, you know. Uh, we've got quite a few tough scenes for Nebraska here. There's so many games I really just shuffle through my mind every 70 day. to like, 10. Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. At least we weren't we 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 weren't expected to be anything. No. There's some the more, some, you know, Big 12, a couple of Big 12 title games. Uh, I went I went with the, the Texas one yeah. uh, in 2009. Yeah. Just the one second putting back on the clock. I mean, Adi Adi Kanolic, man. I uh, like yeah. I'm, oh, glad I'm, get out of I'm glad I'm not him. Like, God, <laughs> how, how often does how often does he think about that? You know,
1: <laughs> I do think about that. Like when you really blow a huge game, it's just like, man, yeah. I'm gonna think about this the rest oh. of my life.
0: <laughs> like, it's just, oh my god, I feel so bad for him.
1: But well, you know, but, I one, mean, you do you still... do pester him uh, on Twitter and 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 threaten him. That's of right.
0: course <laughs> So I, I mean, every day, I oh, yeah, DM yeah him every day. Can't let him forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: If you watch yeah. that play, the last play though. Like, Colt McCoy almost had the worst play of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean. Like, he yeah. almost let the clock run out. It's one of the worst. It was, he got so lucky. <laughs>
0: <All> <laughs> he
1: right. did. He did. But we're over it. We're over it. Uh, Clearly. Yeah. Sean Tucker tweeted that while he was pleased with the outcome of the game last week, he was not pleased with his performance. Were you pleased with your performance today on the podcast? I think you guys know I'm
0: super pleased with that performance
1: well yeah clearly you were really into this episode <laughs> of that notre dame north carolina i'm yeah, gonna say yeah. i was displeased Well, I was pleased with my performance displeased with ryan because when he said that it was uh it was arkansas at a&m idiot Ooh. idiot neutral neutral site ah.
0: i mean i corrected myself before you even said anything he did and he apologized he said, apologize, he said yeah. excuse him <laughs> Oh yes, yes, yeah.
2: yes no and he apologized to the gentleman no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were all pleased we can we can tweet it out like sean
1: all right let's get to our upset specials we got to pick a touchdown underdog to win outright i had kansas last week over houston so i'm i'm two for three in my upset specials this week i'm going missouri to win as a seven-point dog at Auburn TJ Finley is reportedly out for the game so would likely be Robbie Ashford at quarterback no matter who's playing quarterback their offense is so bad defense isn't playing well either and you know these are two of the worst teams in the SEC I, I see an ugly game that, that could go either way yep
2: I hit mine last week with Bowling Green plus 16 and a Ooh, half against that Marshall. Is nice, nice. That was a nice one. One of my That's, better ones on this, this podcast. We've been pretty so good in our underdots. Take, Yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take Stanford catching fourteen at Washington. Huskies getting a ton of love after their win against Michigan State. Now they go into conference. Stanford had an off week. They played SC tough. Um, just undone by some untimely turnovers. Turnovers, eliminate those. Maybe they pull the upset in Seattle.
1: Maybe David Shaw also secretly installed the triple option this offseason, and
0: they'll unveil that. Good point. Mm. Yeah.
2: Just really throw a wrench into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. My upset special is going to be James Madison. They are getting seven points at App State. Who App State is coming off an emotional week, uh, really <laughs> an emotional two weeks. They're kind and of going back they've to the had A&M the best.
1: Game. Oh, we haven't even brought up the Hail Mary yet.
0: Did we bring that up this episode? No, no, oh. no. Unbelievable. No. I mean, that was crazy. App State beating I mean, Troy on a with Hail with Mary game day there. Yeah, you know, I mean, a just week to, after beating A&M. A yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think they're had a an emotional ride the past couple weeks so i could see them having a letdown, and it's not even really you know i would be a letdown because james madison's good i mean they they were really good last year playing mostly in the fcs and they lost to north dakota state i think it was the semis and a really really tough game at north dakota state i believe so this is a this is a legit good team they've been a good program for a long time um and they've dominated the first couple weeks so i this wouldn't surprise me at all james madison Okay, that'll do it for this week's episode of the College Football
1: Bros. Remember, if you enjoy our content and want to support us, we'd really appreciate that. You can do so at patreon.com slash college football bros, and we will talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.